On today's show, the NBA season returns from the All-Star break, and we got some great games on Thursday night. The Nuggets keep it rolling. The 76ers get a big comeback win, and we might have even saw a finals preview. Plus, we take a look at the teams most likely to make it to the finals in the biggest games of the weekend. All of that and more coming up next. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On NBA. I'm Wes Goldberg, and I'm joined by Adam Matas, and we come to you every Friday here on the Locked On NBA feed. However, you might be tuning in, YouTube, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Thanks so much for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Bless you, Adam. A fun that, night that was to me choking the on, Hold on. That was me choking on trying to figure out who was the finals preview. I'm looking at this tonight. I'm like, hmm, who could it possibly be? Who could it be? Well, only one way to find out. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. So let's put a pin in the finals preview thing. Actually, you know what? Let's start with it right away. Um, we're going to talk about... You're changing uh, up your finals preview. I know what this is. You're going to go to a different game now and call it the finals preview. No, I'm going to stick with the first okay. one I thought we were going to talk with. Let's just go right to it. Let's start the show in Cleveland, where your Denver <laughs> okay. Nuggets beat the Cavaliers 115 to 109. Nikola Jokic, another triple-double for him. 24 points, 18 rebounds, 13 assists, 25 points for Michael Porter Jr. The Cavs hung in there, though, yeah, and it was mostly due to Evan Mobley coming out with 31 points. A great, a great performance by him, and I know that we're going to do our championship contender tiers later on, but... I just couldn't help but think about the chances, Adam, that this could be a finals preview. I'm not going to sit here and say that this is like the favorite, yeah. but I went ahead and looked it up on FanDuel and and Cavs Nuggets is plus 4,700 to be the finals matchup. It's the 17th best matchup odds, which sounds like not very high, but it kind of is when you consider all the different matchups that could be possible. And I, I, I came away impressed with both teams in a weird way. Like the Nuggets played what like 70 percent to their capacity maybe and still came away with the win so that's impressive that they didn't play their best game and Nikola Jokic didn't even play his best game and he still ended up with a triple double and yet I came away really impressed with the Cavaliers too mostly because of how great Evan Mobley yeah. played but I liked how they defended Jokic I like how they just operated uh I like how they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with a legit finals contender in the Denver Nuggets not to say that the Cavaliers aren't but they're so much younger, you know what I mean? So I was just I came away impressed by both teams and and it inspired me to even just look up what their finals odds might be to to see each other. So I, it, here's here's what I'll say cuz I don't this would be a very shocking finals as evidenced by those long odds 4700 plus 4700. 4, but what I was saying yeah. is I think this might be I'm going to go full hipster. I think this might be the most fun finals matchup you could put together. And I know people are going to sit here and say what? I was thinking the same All thing. All these stars, you know, Milwaukee, you got Giannis, and those are great teams. Like, you know, Kevin Durant's sons, I think, are going to be very entertaining. The Nuggets play a beautiful brand of basketball. 30 assists tonight, balls popping. It's just fun. Everybody's involved. It's like Showtime Lakers in a lot of ways from the 80s. Uh, and, but that Cavs team is just as fun. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, lightning quick. Darius Garland, lightning quick. The interior presence uh, between their twin towers. They're a really fun team, and this was a very, very fun game. But the thing that stands out to me, it, go ahead. No, is it, is it Jokic and Garland? They're one and two in assists 
this season. I think, they, I think you might be right about that. Total assists or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So not, not per game, but total we'll assist. look it up really quick, but continue but along with your the, point. The thing that stands out to me about this game, and of course, I'm a Denver guy. The, this is the number one defense in the NBA. The Nuggets were missing Aaron Gordon, who's had a phenomenal season. He's a very in, integral part of their attack on offense. The Nuggets put up a 122 offensive rating tonight, and when Jokic was on the court, it was 136.6. Number one defense on the road, missing one of your top players, and you carve up. You carve them up. This nugget, And this is not the first time this has happened. It's happened to a lot of the top defenses, Boston, uh, Memphis. A lot of your top teams have come in, and Denver just can't be stopped. I think it's one of the underrated stories uh, of the season. You know, when we think about Denver, we know they're a good offense. But they're this consistent offense. Bad defense, good defense, it doesn't matter. They put these numbers up. This was a very impressive win for the Nuggets. You can't stop the Nuggets offense. You can only hope to contain it. And you're probably not going to even do that. You know? Um, that said, like, I still felt like they did a like the Cavaliers did a pretty decent job, considering that this is a uh eastern versus western conference matchup. Right. They're only gonna see each other a couple times a right. year. They saw each other tonight. At, at almost full strength, I know that the Nuggets were without Aaron Gordon, but like the Cavs were healthy and all these yeah. things. Um, and just a, a quick correction: uh, it, it, they're second and six in total assists okay. this year, so still you know tops there. <laughs> but I, when you're talking about like hipster matchups for the NBA Finals, I, I, I'm with you. Like, yeah, it doesn't have like you have Jokic, but then other than that, you don't really have the star power. Right. I, Donovan Mitchell is a star, but he's not like you know Jokic, Giannis <laughs> level. Um, but I love the way both teams play. I think Darius Garland plays. I, I love watching him play. I love just watching him make decisions. Ditto for Evan Mobley. Yep. Uh, and just to see how Evan Mobley has has kind of – it felt like he plateaued maybe earlier in the year, and now it feels like he's taken a leap, another step. And so it's great. He had this, like, amazing, like, skyhook thing over four different Nuggets players. And you're like, what's going he on? He backed down Jamal Murray from the three-point yeah. line. I was like, this is old-school basketball. This is great. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, all the Jokic stuff. I mean, how many times do we have to talk about this? So, um, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. It would be a very lowly – it would be a low-rating <laughs> NBA Finals. I'm sure the NBA doesn't want it. But you and I are down for it, and that's all It's an eat-your-vegetables one. Like, NBA fans, sometimes you have to eat your vegetables. This is the thing that's good for you. This is good basketball. But here's what I'll say. If you looked yeah. back at the last three NBA playoffs, Jamal Murray versus Donovan Mitchell is on the very short list of best duels yeah. we've seen over that span. Those two guys Definitely. are electric, and they're both playing phenomenal basketball right now. Um, Jamal Murray was a little bit off tonight, just 3 of 11 from the three-point line. But still, like I said, that Nuggets offense hummed. He had nine assists, um, you know, as the Nuggets just got the ball popping. But to me, to go back to Denver here for a second, <clears throat> you know, it was a great game from Mobley. I would have loved to have seen if Aaron Gordon was that was out there tonight. That's his matchup. So I think that yeah. that would help Denver. But you go to Denver tonight, you get Michael Porter Jr. hits 6 of 10 from 3, goes for 25 points. He was phenomenal, including in the clutch tonight. You get KCP, he goes 4 of 4 from 3 tonight, 17 points. That Nuggets starting lineup, it is unbelievable. This was the debut of a new bench unit for Denver with Reggie Jackson getting his first game with the Nuggets. You have Thomas Bryant, who's now in his third game. But, you know, no practice time. Basically, they've had one half practice, basically, together. That bench struggled tonight. But Denver starters, yeah. in any configuration of them, even missing Aaron Gordon, have just been so consistently unguardable against all the best teams that I, I think it's one of the underrated stories uh, on the season of just how good they've been when they're all healthy. And this Cavaliers defense is one of the best defenses, if not Number the one. best defense in the NBA for a long stretch, right? Over the last 15 games, the Cavs 
are number one entering Thursday night's action. We're number one in net rating over their last fifteen over the last fifteen games in the NBA. They had a plus nine point seven outscoring opponents by nine point seven points per one hundred possessions. So I think the Cavs are legit. Yeah, I, I I I would not put them in that same tier. And I know we're going to do this here in a little right. bit of, of of Milwaukee and Boston, but I think we have to take them seriously nonetheless. They're um, thin on the wing. Let's I go think to, the, the issue for them is that I mean, no, Dan, we didn't see Danny Green tonight for them. Yeah, but even that, I mean, they're, they're missing a, a real wing. Uh, you know, Carrick Levert yeah. tonight played a lot of minutes tonight, thirty-two, and he was pretty good. I thought for he had nine assists to go along with six yeah. points. He had some moments, but. You look at that backcourt, Garland and Mitchell, very good. You look at the front court. I love Jared Allen, a phenomenal defender, and, and Mobley, obviously, everybody knows. That's a great front court. You're just missing that connector, that guy in between, and I think you really felt it tonight, and it's one of the reasons that Denver, Michael Porter, was able to get so loose tonight. Well, we had another potential finals preview again on Thursday night. We're also going to talk about which teams have the best chance to make the finals next, but first... Today's episode of Locked On NBA is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or life or, or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. If you're thinking on, uh, of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. All right, let's move over to Philadelphia, where the Grizzlies blew a 17-point mm. lead and the 76ers climbed back to get to a 110 to 105 win, outscoring the Grizzlies 63-46 to 46 in the second half. Joel Embiid, 27 points, 19 rebounds, 6 assists, and 6 blocks, including one late on John Morant. That could be the block of the season. Mm. James Harden was big, too, finishing with 31 points. The game swung in Philly's direction for the final time after Tobias, Mar uh, Tobias Harris made a three-pointer from the corner. John Morant missed the floater. The Sixers get this loose ball in a 50-50 situation. Yeah. Joel Embiid... Gets the ball on the break, finishes it with a dunk, turns a two-point Sixers deficit into a three-point lead with 27, uh, 23 seconds remaining. That was it. Um, at the risk of sounding too much sports talk radio, Adam, did the Sixers win this or did the Grizzlies blow it? Uh, well, the Grizzlies, I think, blew it, but there were also really impressive moments from the 76ers. I mean, let's start with Memphis. 37-22 at the end of the first quarter, and you had a lights-out performance from Desmond Bain. He could not miss. He was hitting runners. He was hitting threes. He was hitting running threes. He was hitting a little bit of everything. And so you build that lead, and there were several moments throughout this game where I think it was the end of the second quarter. Jared Jackson Jr. hits kind of a prayer three, and it goes in. There were moments where Philly would catch it, and then it just felt like the ball would bounce there the wrong way. They would bounce in Memphis's favor. So you kind of felt like this was a big first quarter for Memphis, and then Philly was just cursed at these like little pivot points. But they stuck with it. And you mentioned Tobias Harris. He was huge down the stretch of this game. He made a couple of big shots, yep. uh, including clutch free throws as well. But I thought the guy who took over was James Harden. He had some big time. I mean, he goes for 31-7-7 seven and seven tonight, 10 of 16 shooting, 6 of 9 from the three-point line, and he just came up big in a couple of very key spots in the clutch. If you watch this game back, three, four, five minutes to go, you still kind of felt like this was Memphis's game. You thought that Philly was too far behind. Yeah. They didn't quite have the rhythm. 
But over those last couple of minutes, they just made every big play, grabbed every 50-50 ball, and knocked down all their clutch shots. So um, it's a little bit of both, but I'm going to lend a little bit more that Memphis blew it. Uh, I'm with you, although I, I I know I brought up the topic, but I, I really don't want to take anything away from, from Philly either. Yeah. They've been really good. Um, even going into this game, uh, 12 and three in their last 15 games, outscoring opponents by 4.4 points per 100 possessions. One of the hotter teams, I think in the NBA going into the all-star break, a lot to feel good about. Um, and, and Joel Embiid refreshed coming out again after the all-star break with another dominant performance. I mentioned the block they had on John Morant just vaporized that shot out of the air. Uh, and when you're seeing stuff like that, and then you're seeing Harden, contribute in so many different ways and that and they just went to that two-man game at the end they, they have so many different variations of it now where it's just you know straight traditional pick and roll with James Harden handling the ball and Bede setting the screen and rolling to that free throw line where he's where, where Harden likes to get him the ball but then they'll invert it where Embiid is handling it and James Harden is setting the screen and it's sort of a 5-1 pick and roll and, and they've got so many different variations and they're they're creating they're, they're developing such a great feel for one another in that that it's just it's so hard to beat. And so that's why I don't want to take anything away from the Sixers because when they just get to that consistently, it's just so hard to stop them, even if you're Memphis and as good as a defensive team as they are, um, it's just really difficult. Should mention that uh, Memphis was still without um, uh, Steven Adams, right. who would have been a nice, helpful addition for them in this matchup. But what do you think has the better uh, odds in terms of a finals matchup, the one we just talked about, the Nuggets and the Cavs, or Sixers-Grizzlies? I'm going to say Sixers-Grizzlies, and it's tough because I think the Cavs right now are the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference. If you look at it, the one thing I'll, I would give the East here is that I think all four teams in the upper half of the bracket are going to have easier first-round opponents. I mean, Brooklyn has some defenders. You got the Knicks. You got Miami. You know, maybe you can kind of get hot. And then you have the rest of those Atlanta, Toronto, Washington group. That's not very good. But I think the upper part, the Cleveland 76ers, Bucks, Celtics, I think those teams are all clearly better. And But then yep. you get to the second round and you think, okay, Cleveland to me is in that is below 76ers, Bucks, and Boston. So that's why I think it's a little bit less believable where the West is a bit more of a coin flip, even though they'll have a harder first round. So I'm going to go 76ers um, and in uh, uh, Memphis just because I think Cleveland's going to have a real hard time coming out of the East. I would have agreed with you. I do agree with you. But FanDuel's got Sixers Grizzlies at plus 6,500. Wow. Where Cavs Nuggets is plus 4,700. So maybe that's some time to, to lay some money on that one, maybe, if you like the value there. Um, the Celtics need an overtime to beat the Pacers, 142 to 138. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown finished with 31 and 30 points apiece, but it was Miles Turner who lit up the scoreboard with 40 points, making eight three-pointers, yeah, yeah. shooting 13 of 15 overall. Uh, our friend Shane Young looked it up. It's apparently the most efficient 40-plus point game ever, <laughs> beating the Clay Thompson one that everybody remembers. So uh, still, it was the Celtics who got the win, completing the theme here that despite some close games, the title contenders escaped with the wins on Thursday night, the Celtics, the 76ers, and the Nuggets. And that brings us to our next segment. I want to resume the NBA season with a reset of our championship yeah. tiers, just inner circle contenders, sort of outer circle contenders, outer circle of the inner, or outer parts of the inner circle contenders, and then some more other long shot, but but definitely real contenders still. Um, so here's where I got it, and just tell me where I'm wrong or where you disagree or where you would like to elaborate. My inner circle, I've got four teams, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Nuggets, and I have to put the Suns in there. I already, we already disagree. You're not putting the Suns in there. You're not Celtics, ready? Celtics, Bucks, no question. Nuggets, no question. I have the 76ers yeah. in there over the Suns. 
And here's the deal. In the inner, inner circle, the innerest of the circle. Well, first of all, Philadelphia's third. Three Eastern teams seems hard to do in the inner circle. Well, I'm just saying that to me, it's more of a coin flip. Boston, Milwaukee, 76ers. Mm-hmm. Like I, right now, it does look like Philadelphia has two games out. I know that's not that far, but it is, you know, their odds of winning the one seed are tough. But I just look at that and I go, all three of those teams to me are really good. And any one of them that kind of survives the gauntlet out there uh, has a great chance of, of winning it. They can win it. Phoenix, I think Phoenix is good. They've got Kevin Durant. They've got Devin Booker. They got Chris Paul. We have no idea how those pieces fit. It's very thin. And I think there's more, like, you, you wonder how much does a player up your offensive upside if you don't have chemistry. And maybe they'll have chemistry right out of the package. We'll find out. But how much is it just like, oh, we have a bunch of good individual offensive players? Clearly, it's going to mean something. Are they going to have the best offense in the NBA? I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. And then defensively, they lost their best defender. I think they lost some depth. I think they're going to be a little bit more hot and cold than people think. So I have them in the next tier. I'm, I hear your argument on the 76ers. I'm going to bump them up into the inner circle too. I'm there. I'm, I'm for good, it. Man. Look, they've got just as much star power as the Celtics and the Bucks. They have everything that they need to win a championship this year. I already talked about the James Harden, Joel Embiid pick and roll basically being unstoppable and all the different kind of looks that they can get through that. They're deep. I'm with you. I'm 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 easily talked into bumping Philly up into the inner circle, but I'm not moving Phoenix out. I just yeah, you're right. There could be some chemistry concerns. There could be, but like, it's Chris Paul, it's Kevin Durant, and it's Devin Booker. How could it just? It's it can't not work. You know, I'm it'll just work like, for some degree. I'm just work. looking at this going. You know, I just mentioned Denver and how they score on even the best yeah. defenses. So already I look and think, well, Phoenix is not even a great defense. So Denver can put up this type of performance against the best defenses. What will they do against Mm -hmm. them? And now you're talking about if you can't get stops, then it's just a shootout. So I look at those two teams and I go, I think they're just going to neither one guard each other. Yeah. Look, I think the Suns are the only offense that can keep up with the Nuggets. Yeah. And to be fair, and look, I, I just, it feels also like I need one other Western Conference team in there. Like if the West is really this open, then it kind of feels weird to only have one Western Conference team in the inner inner circle. Um, So we could disagree on that. Uh, The outer part of the inner circle, the outer circle, however we're going to phrase this, I've got three teams since I bumped uh, the Sixers up out of it. I've got the Cavs, the Grizzlies. I hate that I'm doing it, and I don't like that I'm doing it, but you can see where I'm going. I'm putting the Clippers in there, and I I feel icky about it, and I hate I like it, that. but I got to put them in I there. I like that you feel that way. I like that you feel a little icky. Um, yeah, but I think I have the same group. I have Phoenix in that group, so we just differ on them. But I go yeah. Phoenix and the Clippers and Memphis out in the West. And then I'm with you with the Cavs, and I wouldn't be surprised. All of these teams have a chance at winning it. I don't think it's crazy to, to pick any of them. Um, but to me, I think it is just a little bit less likely to say the Cavs are going to beat both, you know, at this moment, both the Celtics and the winner of the Bucks 76ers. Yeah. Like, it's hard to do. But, hey, it's possible. I mean, if Donovan Mitchell just goes on fire like the way he has sometimes yep. in the playoffs, who knows? Yep. Um, the Clippers, their odds actually got worse when Russell Westbrook got signed there <laughs> as opposed to where they were. I felt way better about the Clippers before the Russell. And, look, I'm not, I'm not alone on that club there, you know, but – um, I, I love the way that Kawhi has played recently over the, like the, his last 16, 17 games. He's been really, really great. And when he's playing like that, he's, he's playing like a top five or six guy in the NBA, two-way impact, all that stuff. Like the Clippers can go all the way, but I also just want to see it for more yeah. than like a month, you know? And so that's why I, I feel like they can't be lower than this, but they also just can't be higher than this. So they're exactly where they need to be. 
Um, all right, here's the next tier, and I'm it's it's a long title, but we're gonna call it have the star power, but I need to see more. Okay. I feel icky about it. <laughs> oh no, this is gonna be this is gonna be even ickier. It's so icky. I have to keep the Warriors in here. And I what is the Lakers game even over yet when we're recording? I think this? it, I think they, it they finally like, mercilessly mercifully ended. Yeah, they lost by bad at math, 13 points here, and that was uh that's a good result for them because yeah, it, it was it was like not lose by more than that. Yeah. Um Steph Curry's out. He's gonna be reevaluated in a week. We'll see when he does come back. Uh it might not be in a week, it could be in a week, it could be longer than that. Uh, but even with Steph, like they weren't awesome. You know, when they even had Steph, and there's still a team with a bunch of questions. They they traded one of their best assets in James Wiseman for a player who might not even play for them this season in Gary Payton. Like, I, I don't even know what's going on there. I feel icky about it, but they've got Steph. They've got Draymond. It's still the Golden State Warriors. They won the championship last year. I don't feel good about it, but I have to have them in here. Um, and then I also have the Mavericks because they have Luka and now Kyrie Irving, and so I have to keep them in there. And I also feel icky about it, but I got the Lakers in there because LeBron and if Anthony Davis is playing... Anything like he's played for certain stretches this year, and if he just gets hot at the right time, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised if the Lakers win any series if Anthony Davis is playing like that alongside LeBron. And I like their new additions after the deadline. Although D'Angelo Russell suffered an ankle sprain tonight, and we don't have an update on that, and probably won't tonight until tomorrow when he undergoes more testing. So, but I got the Warriors, the Mavericks, and the Lakers have the star power. Need to see more. Here's, I think I would put. Mavericks in the tier of their own with Warriors. It just depends on when the Steph injury gets over. And that is that I think that they might actually be good enough to get to the finals, but I would have a hard time right now seeing them win it. The Lakers to me, and we maybe call this the spoilers group, just because it's so hard to win when you're an eight seed. And right now the Lakers mm -hmm. have to sprint just to become in the, in the play in just to get a chance to become the eight seed, then win four rounds in a row and again, like LeBron is phenomenal. He's capable of winning any series that that team's capable of winning any series against any team. I just don't think they're capable of winning every series against every team. I, I love LeBron coming out saying these are the most important 23 games of my career. Uh, Chris Haynes helping with the myth making on the TNT course, broadcast. Yeah. And I think I got here at 3 PM. Also like humble brag, Chris yeah, Haynes yeah. getting to the arena at 3 PM yeah. for a 7:30 tip. Uh, Chris Haynes, I got here at 3 p.m. And LeBron was already here working out, working up a sweat, all yeah. these things, 20 most important 23 games. It's like, all right, cool. Myth making is great. But I also think like um, a part of me thinks that this is why I, I am against them is can can LeBron drag this team into the playoffs? I mean, they're only a game and a half back of the 10 seed right now, albeit it's gonna be hard to make that up in such short order. But could he do it? Yes. Could they yeah. win two games in a row against Utah, New Orleans, Minnesota? Of course they could. I mean, it'll even that will be tough. The question is, LeBron's only title of the last, what, five years has come with a four-month break in the middle of the season that led into the most yeah. relaxed, zero-travel environment that we've ever seen. And I'm not trying to take anything away from that or from LeBron's greatness. I just lost in the whole, he's 38, can we, how can he keep doing this? You know, all those things, which are truly impressive. The one thing we haven't seen is five-game series or six-game series up against a seven-game series, then another six-game series, then another seven-game series. And that's what it would take. And we just haven't seen that level of endurance from him at this stage. On top of the fact that he's not going to be able to ease into the playoffs, he's going to have to sprint through the playoffs. So I just that's, that's why I say I think they can be spoilers, but I have a hard time buying them winning four series. 
He's gonna have to pace him. Maybe not get to the gym at three o'clock for a seven thirty tip. Like pace yourself. <laughs> I'm not actually. here. I'm not gonna tell him how to manage his body. But like, I actually kind of got a little worried. I was like, dude, you're gonna burn out before the playing tournament. Um, final team. Got to mention them because they're right now they're third in the Western Conference of the Sacramento Kings. I have them in a separate tier below all the other ones where it's just I just can't get there. I'm sorry, Sacramento. But I don't. I think if you honestly ask a, a Kings fan in an honest moment with true serum and all these things. Do you really think your team has a chance to win the finals? They would say no. I also don't think that they care. I right, don't think that that's the right. point of the season. So it doesn't matter. But I love the Sacramento Kings. I love watching them. I think that they could be annoying in, against any team in any series in the Western Conference playoffs. But I just can't get there with Sacramento. Are there any other teams that I left out that, that you would put in one of these tiers? Nope. I think I'm eliminating every other team in the NBA. Very good. Um, poor Miami, right. poor one help for Miami. They might be in the tier of the next tier all by themselves, which is no chance, but I respect them. That's exactly where they belong. No chance, but I respect them. And nobody wants to see them in the playoffs, Adam. I, I, don't, know. Know if you, I don't know if you've heard that I one know. before about the Miami Heat. Um, all right. What games are we looking forward to the most this weekend and why this weekend could feature a preview of not just the Eastern Conference Finals? Ooh but the Western Conference right. Finals, and maybe even the NBA Finals. We'll tell you what they are next. But first, today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by the Nissan Aria. Nissan's most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. And today's player of the week is one Yaka Pertle. <laughs> this is what he's done the last two games, all right? 51 points for the Toronto Raptors. 51 points. 27 rebounds, 11 stocks, which are steals and blocks, on almost 86% shooting. The Raptors are 3-0 since they brought him back after the trade deadline, including Thursday's 115-110 to win over the Pelicans. Jakob Hurdle has been nothing short of brilliant, okay. fierce, fierce, electric, yeah. stunningly powerful wow. with some of these rim protections, <laughs> elegantly powerful, one could even Leather say. Leather interior? Um, like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> what, what are we what are we talking about are we talking about Jakob Pertl or the Nissan Aria it's a great question Adam uh the 2023 Nissan Aria packs in you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV the all-new all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria the EV for the people who love to drive shop now at NissanUSA.com It's Friday, which means we're counting down to the weekend with our weekly power rankings. And Adam, what do you have this week? I'm going back to the old well here, Wes. Do you notice the well schedule, the, the schedule all the way up until the all-star break, you know, you, there's some duds in there. There's some good ones, whatever. But afterwards, the NBA, they backload a lot of good games. So from here on out, we're going to have a lot of really interesting matchups, mm. playoff implications. So we're ranking the best games for the weekend. And I got five of them for you. But before I get to those five, yeah. let me give you two honorable minutes. Well, hold on. Do you think that – has the NBA always done this where they sort of backload the games? Because Or is this sort of the next evolution of – remember, what was that, two years ago where they released the first half of the schedule and then the second half of the schedule and right, the second right. half of the schedule ended up being awesome? Yeah. 
I do wonder if that's sort of like I don't remember it always being like this, or maybe I'm just excited for one weekend of basketball. But it's it has always been like this, and the NBA has their marquee games prior yeah. to it. I mean, Christmas Day, you know, opening yeah. day, and then they have uh, MLK Day, so they have their marquee moments. But back is when you get a lot of your like division rivalries and a lot of like, oh, we expect this to be a top seed and this a top seed. Let's save them for later, and that's what we get. Well, we got a lot of good co- uh, cross conference games coming up too. Some good ones. So here, let me give you the two honorable mentions for the okay. weekend. Miami at Milwaukee on Friday. This would be a great game if Giannis weren't out. Although maybe Giannis being out makes it a better game, Wes. For the <laughs> so, Miami Heat, it does. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and then the other one I have here, which would be a great one, except for the NBA absolutely hates the Denver Nuggets and only puts them on national television when they're traveling for a back-to-back. But you got Clippers at Denver. You know, some of the bite was taken off. Bones Highland gets traded. Reggie Jackson comes to Denver. So you have like point guards. I don't think Bones Highland's going to play the Westbrook move. I think knocks him yeah. out of the rotation. So there's no this Bones coming back to Denver to get his revenge. And then it's the second night of a back-to-back. I'm not even sure Murray, Jokic, et cetera, are going to play in that game. But if they do, it could be a pretty good one. Bones Highland complaining that he didn't have enough of a role in Denver gets mm. traded as mm. a backup, somehow forces his way out of a ti- from a mm. title-contending team to another title-contending team. Yeah. And then has less of a role after. How even less of a role. Even less of a role after. Incredible. I, I have a feeling he's gonna learn a tough lesson yes. through this experience. But I like Bones Highland a lot and uh, I'm rooting for him. I just and we'll see. I'm counting him out. They've got a lot of guys yeah. there with the Clippers, but you never know. We'll wait and see how it plays out. It's a tough blow for my fantasy team. All right. So what is our top five here? All right, number five on Sunday, Minnesota at Golden State Warriors. No Steph Curry, and that's part of what makes this game still good. If Steph Curry was there, it's probably a little bit less interesting. But if we go over the standings, these are two teams right now that are in the play. And in fact, they both have 30 losses. They're tied in the loss column. So this game has big implications. Minnesota has actually been on an upswing lately. I don't know if yes. anybody's been paying attention. Yep. Golden State obviously suffering without Steph. This game has huge implications, and I think it'll be a really good one. I think it's only, and I, I'm pretty sure I have these names right, the Nuggets... The Sixers, the Bucks, and the Celtics might be the only teams with better records in the year 2023 than the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think I have that right. Um, it or it's something it like that. The Timberwolves are awesome. Anthony Edwards, or, or have been playing awesome, I should say. And Anthony Edwards has taken yep. a leap. I, I'm excited for this game because it's like, it's going to be Jordan Poole versus Anthony Edwards. Who can take more shots? Not who can make more shots. <laughs> who can take more shots? It's going to be a you battle. So you could take more shots. That game on ESPN, by the way, no football on Sunday, no problem. Uh, NBA's taking over. Game number four, counting down here. Sunday, Phoenix at Milwaukee. Now, this game won't How feature Kevin only, Durant. Only, yeah. Oh. No KD no and possibly no Giannis. Yeah. That takes some of the edge off of this. Yeah. That's still, I think, two good teams with enough star power. Could be a finals preview. What's next? That one's on ABC, by the way. One o'clock, uh, right? Game number three. These top three are, are all bangers. Sunday, Lakers at Dallas. LeBron, Luca on ABC, 130, that primetime spot. LeBron, Luca, LeBron, Kyrie. LeBron, Kyrie. That's right. LeBron, Kyrie, LeBron, Luca. Um, I think this will be a great game. Oh, Honestly, yeah. both of these teams like are kind of in desperation mode. Dallas hanging on to the sixth seed. The Lakers, every single game is important. Um, this will be a really good one. 
Yeah, I, I really hope that this D'Angelo Russell injury isn't bad because I really wanted to see what the Lakers could do sort of at full strength and, and going into this run and, and just how like and just experimentations, new line, new starting lineup for the Lakers, the Kyrie Luka dynamic. To me, both of these teams are just must watch TV individually right now, at least for the next week or so. So just the fact that they're playing each other and then, like you said, the star power is just oh. can't miss. Um, number two. Nuggets at Grizzlies on Saturday, the number one team in the West versus the number two team in the West. Although the Grizzlies starting to to slide a little bit here, yeah. they Nuggets do have a six game lead on Memphis. They play them twice in the next week. I think if they win one of those, they I'm not going to say they lock up the one seed, but with only 22 games to go, there's not that much runway. Yeah. If you can get to a seven game lead with 21 games left, you're pretty much secured. So. I think Denver's going to put a lot into this matchup on Saturday. I think Memphis is going to put a lot into it. And, and I just think it's going to be a great, great game. I mean, Ja versus Jokic, Ja versus Murray, Jaron Jackson versus Jokic. Like, it, there's so many yep. cool mismatch uh, or, or cross matches and matchups uh, positionally. Uh, to your point, though, barring injury, right? One of these wins, this would pretty much do it for the Nuggets in terms of clinching that. And if you get. Seed. And if you get the, both of them, by the way, I mean, Denver then is sitting really pretty. I think they can experiment down the stretch. They can rest down yeah. the stretch. There's a lot of things they can it do. It feels like there. Memphis needs a get-right game. You mentioned like they're sliding. They're, they've only won four of their last ten games. It, it feels like they really do need like a, a statement win to kind of flip things around. And this would yeah. be like a game against the the number one seed Nuggets when you got John Morant saying that you're not worried about anybody in the West. Like this would be the game to kind of flip things around and get and kind of recapture uh, capture those good vibes. So. The Grizzlies are going to come out swinging in these ones. It'll be fun. It's also number one offense versus number three defense. Mm. It should be a good one. Um, and then the top game of the weekend. This was easy. Like, sometimes it's tough. This was an easy one. On Saturday, Boston at Philadelphia. Yes, sir. This game will be on ABC as well. 6.30 tip uh, mountain time. So what is that? 4.30 on the East Coast. Man, this one. I, I cannot wait for this game. This is going to be – talk about a need for a statement game. Philadelphia need I think if they win this game the conversation in the Eastern Conference is going to shift to hey are we sure Philly is not the best team They're 3 games back of Boston for the 1 seed right now so they win this that counts double blah 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 um it this is an enormous game and like and you know that Philadelphia and Boston are going to take it seriously too and that's what's so cool about this final you know 20 plus game stretch for these teams is you can't really get away like in December where you're just like, yeah, if it's Boston and Philadelphia, but we're going to rest Joel Embiid because he's played like three games and six nights or something like whatever. And then uh, and then you can kind of just skirt away from the, the competition in that way. You can't really do that now. Like all these games are so important, especially for Philadelphia. that's trying to climb up the standings, get up, get get home court advantage is one of those top two seeds uh, in the East. And then for Boston, obviously, the the, the incentive is to keep the number one seed given how close it is in the top three there. Like, these games are so important. So now it feels like we're seeing, barring again, barring any sort of injuries where you have to have to worry about that, we're going to see healthy teams, stars playing when they're available, and, and real high-level competition. I think my takeaway from Thursday night, too, Adam, was it, just to sort of put a bow on this, was these teams are out here, and they're playing. And, like, to me, the level of competition Thursday night was so high and I was so yep. impressed with it and I'm so yep. excited for these next 20 games. It really feels like this is it, man. Like this is it. Like we're here. This is the stretch run. It's going to go this, playing, playoffs, finals, boom. Like this is this is the most exciting part of the season. 
Couldn't agree more. These are some great games. Going through this list got me excited for the weekend. And I love that this is the time of year where football's off, so NBA takes over to the national television. I hope the teams deliver. I hope we see some really compelling games. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious to see. I think by the end of the weekend, the, e- the West could be locked up for Denver, uh, and the East honestly could shift from who we look at as a favorite out there. So I- I'm excited for it. Locked on NBA, five days a week, Monday through Friday. We'll be back on Monday. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on the Locked On NBA feed right here, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Adam, have a great weekend. You as well.